this 2023 AFC East season-long player props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contest, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, August the 9th, currently 6.03 on the East Coast. Here to get into our second division, the AFC East, our season-long player props. If you haven't already had the chance to go back and listen to our NFC West player props, that was a doozy. Uh, But hey, we're going to crank out all eight divisions uh, for the NFL in our season-long player props for the upcoming season. And joining me to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the voice on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast and doing all types of work all over the network for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Not much, Moonoff. Just happy to be back again, cranking out some more of these prop bets. I, this has quickly become one of my favorite things to do, prop betting. It's just such a crazy market that I, I never thought I'd get into, but uh, man, I'm in deep now. Oh yeah, it is definitely a lot of fun. I know the the landscape, at least for the gambling, I don't say gambling Twitter, but uh, just the gambling landscape, there's been transition over to player props as well. And it's a lot of fun to dig into because there's so many different markets uh, to dive into, regardless of which sport it is, whether it's NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, even golf has some great uh, props as well. So it's definitely a fun market uh, to discuss and uh, talk about and glad to be doing with you boys, but also joining us. The newest voice on the PropCast joined me on the NBA season. It's Chris McCappin. Chris, what's going on, my man? How you doing? What's up, you know? What's up, Rod? Uh, just glad to be here again, man. Like, uh, I think I would just echo everything Rod said. It's uh, The prop market is super fun, man. I know you, you guys mentioned a, a, a bunch of the key things already, but just to add on to that, I think um, just a discrepancy that you can find in these lines, yeah. right? Like, when we're betting sides and we're betting totals, we're not going to get this kind of discrepancy. So, um, you know, being able to catch, you know, a player 100-yard you know, disparity, 100-yard difference, um, you know, whether it's touchdowns or it's receptions or it's yards or whatever the case might be, is uh, it's fun, man. So like you said, and you get a, you get a chance to kind of dive in and, uh, you know, we're tracking it all. So, you know, transparency reasons, we, we can go back and say we, we, we either look like an absolute genius or we look like idiots. So, I, you know, I'm here for it, you know. Let's, let's, let's get this one on the road, man. How you doing today? Uh, not too bad, brother. I mean, look, we're all gearing up for the NBA. Sorry, for the uh, NFL season. I know we'll be getting a, a gearing up for NBA season. That's you know, it it comes, it sneaks up on us because we're knee deep into NFL season. We're wrapping up MLB season, and lo and behold, NBA season is uh, right on the tail uh, end of October. So it's going to be a busy next few months, as it always is every single year. But like I mentioned, guys, uh, AFC East today. Another intriguing division. I think this division is a lot more interesting than the one we talked about on Monday in the NFC West with, um, you know, I think every team has improved in this division. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers coming over to the New York Jets. Uh, hopefully, if you're a Dolphins fan, you get a healthy season from Tua this season. Um, Bill's looking over to 
to get over the hump and the New England Patriots uh, trying to be relevant again in, in post Tom Brady era. I know they got new offensive coordinator with Bill O'Brien. Um, but boys, let's just kick it right off here with our uh, player props for the AFC East. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off, man? What's your first player prop for this division? All right. Well, I'm going to go with a quarterback that is not Aaron Rodgers in the AFC East. I know everybody's going to jump on Rodgers props and that's rightfully so. I, I, you know, he's the new shiny toy in the division. You might want to give him some love, but I'm going to go back to old Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Tago, yeah, Tagovailoa. Yeah, never. It's a tongue twister. It is. It is. Uh, Tago Yolova. So, anyways, I'm going to take Tua under ten and a half interceptions. Uh, this is at minus one ten. You know what's crazy is that for for all that Tua has, he's never thrown more than ten interceptions in his career. Even at the worst, uh, which was his second year. In, in the league, he threw exactly 10 interceptions. The year before that, he threw five. Of course, he only showed up in nine games. He's never played really a full season either, yeah. honestly, which is uh, good for his interception numbers. Last year, through 13 games, he only threw eight interceptions uh, in that. He's not one to throw uh, interceptions in a lot of games. He'll throw a bunch of them in one, uh, but he won't necessarily throw uh, a lot of interceptions across the board. So if he has an off game, that's where his interceptions come from. It's it's a two interception game here, a three interception game there, but it's never like one over the span of about six games, right? So it's it's he takes care of the ball by and large. If he gets rattled against good defenses, he'll throw a lot of interceptions. Uh, but again, this is not a guy that normally throws a ton of interceptions. If he if he gets spooked in the pocket, he'll pull it down and he'll run. So, you know, again, those running quarterbacks are prone to throw less interceptions because they know their legs are an option and they know that they don't have to try to throw their way out of a problem. So um, I like two as under number, like I said, under 10 and a half uh, interceptions this season at minus 110. Yeah, I mean, this could go a couple of ways. Like you mentioned, like Tua can get injured uh, again. And like you mentioned, he hasn't finished a full season in the NFL. And, you know, if you're a Dolphins fan, obviously you're hoping that he's able to stay healthy because when he was on the field last year, this team was very good, right? Especially putting up the offensive numbers that this team was able to pull up, especially with the wide receiver talent that they have. And, um, you know, you have another season under your belt with Mike McDaniel uh, inserting his offense um, and just putting Tua in the right spots. Um, I I, want to say the health stuff is behind him, um, and it's not something that's on his mind. But when you're talking about concussions and things like that, I mean, they do want to be extra careful. But, yeah, like I mentioned, it could go one of two ways, right? He gets another uh, an injury that derails his season, and you know, God forbid, he misses the rest of the season, and you cut your cashier uh, bet that way, or he's just extremely careful with the football, like you mentioned, because he does have fast fast receivers uh, with Tyree Kill and uh, Jalen Waddle on their roster this season, and maybe they lean into the running game a little more this season as well. So, uh, a lot of expectations for Tua and the Miami Dolphins' this upcoming season here, Chris. Yeah, I would agree, and I, I couldn't I couldn't argue what what Rod said. It sounds like I'm doing a lot of agreement with Rod so far, and so we must <laughs> see the we must see the games the same way, man. See see the player props the same way. Um, I think Tua does a really good job of taking care of the ball. Um, like you said, there's a couple of different ways men off that this can cash, but uh, I, you know, I'd be pretty confident even if he plays the the entirety of a season that you know he does a really good job of taking care of the ball. Um, you know, if you mentioned those those wide receivers, the you know the Waddles down the field and yeah. uh, and the Tyree Kills, the, a lot of times those balls are are thrown so deep that it's either those guys or nobody at all, right? He's going to yeah. overthrow his guy, overthrow yeah. at all. So so I, I like it for for all of those reasons that we kind of mentioned. All right, Chris, take us over to player problem number one, man. What do you got? 
Uh, so I'm going to different team. I'm going different position, and I'm looking at James Cook, running back. Um, I'm looking at his under, uh, 650 rushing yards. So Buffalo, they, they lost um, Singletary. Singletary yeah. won't be there, but they did sign Damian Harris mm-hmm. um, to replace him, and, and they also added Latavius uh, Murray. I'm not sure how much he's – like he's, he's at the bottom of the depth chart, like, you know, just kind of hanging on for a job there. Um, Cook only had, uh, what is it, 80, 89 carries last season, uh, 507 yards, and he did run for 5.7 yards per carry. I think that's a that's a really good average, yeah. but I, I think we should expect a you know, running back by committee um, from, from this team. Um, they, they have uh, Naheem Hines as well to go along with Damian Harris and Cook. Um, might get a sprinkle of Murray in there every now and then. Um, so I thought this 650 number was a tad bit too high. Um, I also think that they'll be playing from behind a lot this season, which yeah. could also limit the you know the amount of rushing attempts. So uh, give me give me James Cook under his 650 uh, rushing yards this season. This number is also higher um, depending on you know where you're shopping it at. So definitely you know you want to shop around like we always kind of talk about. Make sure you're getting the best line if you want to take the under. You want to get the highest number if you want to take the over. Of course, you want to get the lowest number. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of uh, hype about James Cook. Uh, if you're watching or keeping, you know, track of the training camps that are going on for a lot of these teams, are we seeing the flashy plays that he's been making? I think it's been a lot in the passing game as well. But I think the one thing that really stuck out to me about this division across all four teams is that they have a very tough schedule of defenses that they're playing. Right, whether it's the running game or whether it's it's against uh, uh, passing defenses. Um, and I tend to want to fade those. Um, players that we're seeing on on highlights and guys that are shining in training camp because they're getting all this hype and people want to go immediately bet their overs and things like that so come post time maybe coming closer to the season where this number is probably getting to get bet up even more not by a whole lot but like chris mentioned that you may be able to get a better number uh depending on your shop and even even closer to the season so i've always said that if you're looking to bet an under probably wait closer to the uh week one because those numbers are going to get steamed up just because we're starting to see preseason starting this weekend and then we also see all these highlights coming out of training camp of guys just absolutely looking uh, uh fantastic but it becomes a different story when the lights are on and the pads are on uh, for some of these players so um i i can't argue against it man I'm, I'm not a proponent at least for uh season long uh uh overs myself um all right for my first player problem to stay uh with the um buffalo bills I'm going to roll the dice here a little bit. I, I did this with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if it was last season. I took the under on his uh, passing yards. But I'm going to go with Josh Allen under on his passing yards for this upcoming season. And a lot of it is what, what we mentioned is that this entire AFC uh, East division comes into the season with just a difficult schedule of facing uh, defenses, whether it's the pass defense or whether it's it's uh, the rush defense, right? In particular, uh, the AFC East has the first and second best passing defenses, um, according to Warren Sharp, coming into the season in the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Right, That's four games right there for Josh Allen, who he has to play against. Outside of those four matchups, they face nine other teams that rank above league average in pass defense. Three of those teams are ranked inside the top 10. They face the Denver Broncos. Uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And we know that those three defenses, at least in the secondary, are very talented. Also, there seems to be an emphasis on the running game, kind of what just kind of buys into what Chris just mentioned, that 
we've seen a lot of highlights of James Cook, right? They signed Damian Harris. They have Latavius Murray as well. So it's going to be running back by committee that there may be a more of a commitment to the running game for the uh, Buffalo Bills here. Um, you know, adding guy like Damian Harris, who had a fantastic season last year for the New England Patriots. I know Josh Allen has uh, gone over this projection of 4,350 and a half passing yards in back-to-back seasons, but I think the schedule of past defenses, and there seems to be kind of, um, I guess I will say disagreements about what's kind of, uh, what the coaching roles are going to be for some of these uh, coordinators and the head coach. We saw with Les- uh, Leslie Frazier, um, about him um, not calling defensive plays anymore, something Sean McDermott wanted to take on. Um, but I think that this is going to be a year where I feel like the Bills are going to take a step back because, again, the division has gotten better and they are playing those uh, tough defenses. And let's just say they have a fantastic season. They lock up everything in the AFC. I don't think it's going to happen. There's also the possibility that Josh Allen doesn't play in uh, game number 17. Or God forbid he does get injured. So, I'm going to roll the dice here. Josh Allen under uh, the best number I found was over on DraftKings. 4,350 and a half passing yards to go under this upcoming season here, Rod. I mean, that's a big number anyways, right? For a lot of different reasons. And all it takes is for him to miss a couple of games. All it is for him to sit a couple of blowouts. And that number is definitely in jeopardy. So, uh, yeah, I think you're safe taking the under on this one. And look, eat it if it goes over because, you know, again, it's it's gambling for a reason. But um, I think the safer bet is here the under for that as well. Chris, any thoughts on Josh Allen for this upcoming year? I almost got there, you know, if I was thinking about <laughs> you, because I know you were on uh, on Patty Mahomes under last year, and I actually got that written down in my notes. Um, he, I, I mean, it's the things that you guys mentioned already. He, You know, you got to play every game, like, throughout the, yeah. throughout the season, right? So just one miss, right? It could be a small injury, right, where he just misses one game. And, you know, that could be it. Like like Rod mentioned, it could be a couple couple blowouts. He doesn't play the fourth quarter of a couple yeah, games. And, great point. and same thing, right? And I, I was just looking at some of the some of the metrics as well. He had 80 less attempts, uh, passing attempts last season than he did the year before compared to 2021 as well. And I think a lot of that is, you know, like you said, you know, if they want to they want to kind of preserve him, right? If you if you know the story of the Buffalo Bills is that they're like this, you know, really put together like, you know, regular season team. Right. Yes. And, and then when they get to, so it, it kind of makes sense that, you know, you're, you're not, you know, doing exhausting all your options, burning your players out, asking them to do too much during the regular season so that you can have them as fresh as possible. Cause the, the NFL season is, is daunting. It's grueling, but you want them as fresh as possible throughout the playoffs. So I would agree, you know, hundred percent, man, especially what you mentioned. And I think Rod brought up a great point as well, that if it, you know, they're, are going to be games where they probably do have blowouts uh, because they're just a good offense, right? With Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, and those guys um, that he doesn't have to be out there. And again, I think he dealt with that elbow injury last year. Um, did uh, Josh Allen just goes to prove your point there, uh, Chris, that you want to preserve them for the playoffs because they just haven't been able to get over that hump and you want your guys fresh. You want your guys uh, more importantly, healthy going into that playoff um, you know, trying to get to the Super Bowl and trying to win that Super Bowl. Because again, this bill's team, has been favored or been one of the fav- co-favorites to win the Super Bowl uh, for the past, uh, past several seasons. All right, boys, before we get into our next player props uh, for the AFC East Division, let me tell everyone about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, 
with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have a weekly contest just for patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today and support the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, boys, let's get over to player prop number two for this division. Rod, lead us off, my man. Uh, well, I'll stay with the Bills, and I will actually go with his tight end, Dawson Knox. And I'm, you know, I when I look for overs, I look for numbers that I think are entirely too low. And I just think Dawson Knox's touchdown number is way too low at four and a half. Plus, you're getting plus money on the overside of this at plus 125. Dawson Knox has actually gone over this number uh, in his last two seasons. He had six touchdowns last season and nine the season before. Even in 2020, right, where he didn't get there, he had three. So that's like two more that he needs in order to get over this. And, you know, Dawson Knox was not necessarily that big of a weapon in 2020. He only had uh, seven games or 12 games that he appeared in, seven that he started in, 24 receptions. But he had three touchdowns on 24 receptions. Fast forward a couple of years later, 65 receptions or 48 receptions rather on 65 targets, six touchdowns. I'm telling you right now, we know Stephon Diggs is huge. We know he's a gigantic part of that offense. Uh, we know Gabriel Davis is emerging as well. But Dawson Knox has been that guy that has been able to bail people out of or bail the, the Bills out and Josh Allen in, in specific and on a lot of situations. Yeah. You know, again, six touchdowns for a tight end is, is pretty good when we talk about the tight end position. And for him to be able to only get uh, need five, one less than he had last season, I think we're going to get there. And not to mention, listen, he's he's facing two defenses who allowed uh, the, the third most tight end touchdowns in the Patriots. They allowed 11. And yeah. then the Dolphins, who allowed 10. No one else really had double digits other than the Cardinals and the Lions. So two, or two defenses that allow a, a fair amount of touchdowns to the tight end position. So he gets to face them a couple times a year. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take over four and a half touchdowns for Dawson Knox, especially a plus 125. I mean, a step further, you mentioned in 2020, three touchdowns, but that was only he played in 12 games uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So if you would have played maybe, let's just say, a couple more games, um, he would have you know, maybe gotten over this number. I know he was a darling, I think, last season, the season prior uh, for first touchdowns. Um, if you're a first touchdown player, I know he was really popular with uh, uh, Sean and Kramer on the Mothership Show. But, yeah, man, Dawson Knox, he's, he's made me money uh, cashing touchdown, anytime touchdown prop bets. Um, and again, it's at plus money, right? And I think that he's, like you mentioned, with all the attention that Stefan uh, Diggs is going to garner, um, you also mentioned Gabriel Davis that he should take the next step forward, uh, trying to be that number two guy next to Stefan Diggs that should open up opportunities for guys like Dawson Knox. So five touchdowns, we're not asking for a whole lot here, especially at plus money. Uh, definitely, I can take that to the bank here. Chris, any thoughts on Dawson Knox? I think the number is a tad bit too low, too. I don't, I don't even think I saw that, right? I, I'm pretty sure it would have would have made my list if I saw that. I, I think four and a half is entirely too low. Security blanket, um, you know, for, for Josh Allen as well. We, we mentioned the tough defenses that this team is going to play against. Um, so really good to have your tight end middle of the field, just kind of, you know, stretching it out, making plays, um, especially big red zone target, too. I think uh, I would only be able to look towards over. I think the Bills have the fourth hardest, strength, uh, fourth most difficult schedule. Um, so to yeah. me, that just means tight ends have to, the quarterbacks have to rely on tight ends just a tad bit more. So um, love it. I think he could, you know, and and I also I think the, the other thing I want to make sure I mention this is, uh, you know, we talk about waiting sometimes, you know, to get a better number. 
I don't know if we're gonna get a better number on this one. Like, if you if you want this number, especially at plus money, I think you want might want to hop on this one early, like like Ryan said. Just going uh, expanding on your point about what you said about the strength of schedule for this upcoming season, this AFC East division, Patriots the hardest, and this again, this is according to Warren Sharp. Patriots the hardest uh, schedule for this upcoming season. Dolphins the third hardest. Like Chris mentioned, uh, Bills are the fourth. And then the Jets, the sixth hardest. So this is going to be a very, very, very uh, daunting task for this AFC East uh, division. Uh, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my man. What do you got? All right, so let me go back to quarterbacks. And I I, I think this is a buy low spot. I, li- I actually like Mac Jones to go over his. He uh, and, and the number kind of varies, right? You can get uh, – I got the tw- uh, 30, 25, so 3,025 and a half yards to go over. Um, but this number is all the way up to 3,100, over 3,100 on uh, – on DraftKings. So definitely it's like 3,159 and a half yards. So mm-hmm. definitely shop around for this one. Um, you mentioned this at the top of the broadcast, you know, just, uh, you know, the he, he's going to be back with his offensive coordinator, right? The the old Alabama Bill O'Brien, right? I, I like that. You know, I love when players are playing with someone that they are already acclimated with, whether it's a wide receiver or whether it's a, you know, offensive coordinator. So, you know, it feels like a by low spot. Um, I like that he keeps Hunter Henry, uh, Devontae Parker as well. They add Juju Smith who uh, Juju Smith Schuster, which is a uh, you know pretty. Um, he, he can he can get you some yards, <laughs> Mac Jones, and uh, they also get Mike. Mike uh, uh, um, Gesicki, right? Gesicki. They get yeah. Mike Gesicki over from Miami as well. Um, so I, I love all of those different things. He only played in fourteen games last season. Um, he had just under three thousand yards in that season. So I think adding a few more games should. should I think he can clear this number pretty easily. Um, in my opinion, I also like that the Pats ran the ball um, the 11 fewest times last season um, and they were ninth fewest in yards. So bottom 10 in, uh, in attempts and uh, actual yards. So I think that they are relying on on Mac Jones just a tad bit more. And it kind of feels like a like a I wouldn't say boom or bust, but Bel- Belichick has some some some. Things aren't going too well in the front office. Let's just say that. So, so a little bit of pressure, even though he is Bill Belichick, and I, I like all of those things. Um, you know, just for them to kind of push Mac Jones, and maybe he takes that next step. But even if he doesn't, I still think he can clear the the thirty twenty five and a half uh, passing yards this season. What do you guys think? I mean, last season was the year to take his under because I remember in his rookie year. I was holding Mac Jones rookie of the year tickets and then also on the over on his passing yards. Right. Um, but last season was a year to take his under just because of who was calling the plays for them last year. Was it, it was Matt Patricia. And then um, God, who was the other guy? They had like two people calling plays. When you have two people calling plays for your offense, you have nobody calling plays for your offense. Right. But now, like you mentioned, right. The youth and Ellen head, Chris said you bring in somebody for Mac Jones that he's familiar with going back to his days in Bama um, and just having some weapons uh, around him now to throw, uh, throw the ball to. And again, it's not a huge number that we're asking for. I see a 3000 uh, thing. It was 3,025 and a half over on uh, Caesars found I'm mistaken as the best number. So yeah, that's uh, what I got as well. You know, yeah. Okay. I'll just be, yeah, good. Perfect. So again, yeah. Again, asking him to do this, not a monumental task. And again, um, this is this team has the um, the least amount of the least amount of win total in the AFC East division. So there's going to be games where they're probably going to be playing from behind, where Mac Jones is going to have to throw the football as well. So uh, yeah, um, at this number, especially what it is, I, I think you got to look towards the over here for Mac Jones uh, for sure. Rod, thoughts on Mac Jones? They can't afford not to. 
honestly, this team, this fan base, everybody in New England had gotten spoiled for so long that another losing season in a row. I mean, granted, they, they did have 10 wins the year before, right? Then they come back and they go back under 500. It's just not going to 20, 20 years, 20 yeah. some odd seasons that they had enjoyed success up until then. So if Mac Jones is not going to throw the ball all over the place, they're ready to move on, I'm sure. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. For my next player prop, I am going to go over to a Miami Dolphins wide receiver. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. I'm going to take the under on his total receptions of 85 and a half. And when we take a look at this offense and we talked about this with, this with two is that you have two guys on this offense that are guys that are going to get you yak right yards after the catch. Um, and this number would just seemed like a little bit large to me, especially for his receptions. I didn't want to get near his yardage total because, again, like we mentioned, that two is going to uh, throw the ball deep to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. They're going to get the yards there. But this is his third season in the NFL. And Dolphins win healthy, like I mentioned, one of the most prolific offenses in the league. But Waddle has been a guy that will get you yak, like I mentioned. He's going to catch it. And he's going to do his best to sprint to the end zone and, and break out the Waddle dance in the, in the end zone. Um, his rookie season, 104 catches. Um, last season, Dolphins offense, he finished with 75 reception. I know Tua missed time, so the, it was a possibility that he could have gone over this number. But as I mentioned with Josh Allen, man, the, this division just faces a very difficult schedule of pass defenses. Dolphins faced nine pass defenses this season that rank inside the top 10. The final four weeks of the regular season, the Dolphins faced the number one, number three, number four, and number nine ranked pass defenses. Uh, I'm going to take the under here. He can get all the yardage he wants. For as far as his receptions, that number uh, felt a hot, tad bit high to me. Again, shop around. I saw 81 and a half for Jalen Waddle. The best number I found for his under was 85 and a half over on DraftKings currently. So I'm going to take the under on Jalen Waddle, under 85 and a half total receptions for the upcoming season. And also mention this that I don't wish, again, injuries on anybody in any sport, but you know he's played his amount of games. And again, at some point, you know, injury luck does come into a factor, you know, especially when we talk about wide receivers, right? Whether it's hamstrings, ankles, knees, things like that, you know, it could keep him out from a game or two. Still a young guy, but I'm just going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to take it, roll the dice here, go with under on his receptions here, Rod. Any thoughts on Jalen Waddle? And really the way this is hampered as well as if Mostert and Wilson are able to do a lot on the ground and Miami's able to get their, their ground game rolling, right? I mean, we know that injury is a history, even with their running backs. I only, that's the only obstacle I see is if this running game doesn't get going and Tua really does have to throw the ball, uh, they'll probably get creative with routes and get Waddle the ball, get Tyreek the ball, a few more. Gasecki's gone, like we just talked about earlier. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not to say that, that those targets translate directly to somebody else, but you know, who else do they got at tight end? I mean, they got Durham Smythe, Eric. Yeah, Sommer. like last year they had like three, four different guys at tight ends, and now it's like down to like two guys. So um, yeah, Chris thoughts on uh Jalen Waddle under. No, I think I think it's exactly what Rod said again. Um, you know, how how effective would a running game be? If, because if it if it is, then that, that's helpful towards your towards your your under, you know. But it, even if it's not, it, it, it still doesn't take away from the amount of targets, right? Like you said, he's, he's a guy that just continues to want to, you know, stretch the field. And the targets were there. Like, he had a lot of targets last yeah. year. But um, like you said, the, the, I, I just – I'm not a I'm, – I'm like you, Munov. I know a lot of people don't like unders. <laughs> and then he, But if they pay – you know, if they pay I, I, if they pay the same, I'm, I'm fine with taking an under, and I would only be looking towards the under in this one as well. All right. Before we get over to our last round of player props for the AFC East, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor – 
on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is going to be Parlay Play. Uh, Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlayed player props. Football season is right around the corner, and Parlay Play will have all of your favorite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. All right, Rod, kick us off with your last player prop for the AFC East Division. What do you got? Can you believe that it has been this long since I have brought up a defensive prop? I have been waiting. I was like, something's wrong with Rod, but here, lo and behold, we're here. <laughs> we are here, yes. Uh, I do have my, I love my defensive props. Uh, I'm going to stay again with the Bills, uh, but I'm going to take Matt Milano. I love his number uh, at 90 and a half combined tackles. I'm going to take the over on this one. I know it's minus 110. Again, we're already breaking a cardinal rule, but you know me, I'm an optimistic guy. I think everybody's going to have an opportunity to be fantastic right but for milano himself over 90 and a half total tackles last season he had a killer season he had 99 total tackles on the season all pro pro bowl guy i mean you know von miller is probably going to be healthy von miller's probably gonna be there i mean do they make it past von miller who knows i don't know but i know that milano is definitely playing some of his best ball uh he did have 101 tackles in 2019 combined as mm -hmm. well he's been in and around this number quite a bit in his career last year, he was at 86 total tackles uh, in 2018. He was at 78 total tackles. No one doubts the talent of Matt Milano. And for me, another good season for this bill's defense. They need it. They really need a solid weight. Cause I mean, they got a lot of offenses like the chiefs that they're, they're uh, trying to stop. Now they got Aaron Rodgers that they're playing against, right. And what he can do to this jets offense, maybe invigorate this running game, maybe a, a couple of uh, crossing patterns in front of them and give a chance for Milano to make a, a short tackle around the line of scrimmage, whatever it is. I feel like Milano is going to have a lot of opportunity this year, especially coming off of, of, of one of his better years uh, as far as accolades and, and even production is concerned. So um, again, a guy talented like Matt Milano to equal, if not do better than last season, I'll take that, especially 90 and a half combined tackles. He's going to be a ball hawk this year as, try, as far as just trying to find the, the ball carrier, uh, not necessarily intercepting battles, but you know, getting around the line of scrimmage, making those tackles. I'm confident Matt Milano will get over 90 and a half tackles uh, combined this year, especially at minus 110. Give it to me. I love my defensive props. Move off. You know this. I think the pressure is on the defense this year for the Bills, right? We know what this offense can do. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best wide receivers, at least a top 10 receiver, no doubt, is Stephon Diggs. It's when they've gotten into the playoffs. I know we're talking about the regular season here, but uh, they just haven't been able to get enough stops um, to the opposition, right? The Kansas City Chiefs have been able to put up points against them. Uh, I saw the Bengals take care of business against them last year, early on in that game as well. So, um, you know, Milano, like you mentioned, he's done it last year. Um, one of the leaders of this defense. And again, like I mentioned, the pressure is going to be on this defense. And I think it starts with Matt Milano uh, for this Bills defense. So, yeah. Uh, Chris, thoughts on Milano here? Yeah, uh, same. I, I don't. I, Rod laid that one out perfectly to the point where I was like, "Oh, I was, I was, I was gonna mention that too." And yeah, he just he took all the points. So um, I, I think the opportunity is gonna be there, like like Rod said. And uh, yeah, just look for him to have a. A lot of the times, I know, I know, Rod mentioned this as well. You you, you just talk about talent, right? Yeah. A lot of these guys, just, it doesn't seem like they even have to work as hard. It's like 
once you hit that level of achievement, it almost becomes like consistent, right? Yeah. Um, something we can't we can't necessarily say for the NBA because people get their money and then just kind of you know dip out, yep. and, and and you see the success drop. But I do think that you know what Rod mentioned, just the consistency, right? That that's one of the biggest reasons I'm pretty sure he's wanting to you know play this again, just because this guy's always going to be around this number, and and it feels like it's it's a tad bit of a discount. Yeah. Uh, I agree 100%. Uh, Chris, take us over to your last player prop for this division, my man. What do you got? So nobody has mentioned Aaron Rodgers at all. You know what? I I wanted to get there with Rodgers under, but I just couldn't get there, man. The number was just too low for me. But talk to me, man. What do you got? I'm not going to mention him either, you know. No, I'm not mentioning him either. Okay. I, I just want to mention one of his weapons, though. You know, this is a little segue. Uh, I like I like Alan, Alan Lazar. I like him okay. coming over. Um, you can get the number at 575, uh, 575 uh, receiving yards for the audience. Um, and this number varies. It's 675 over on DK, so definitely shop around. 575 I saw, minus 115, so you're not laying a lot of juice over on Caesars. Um, I like that, that that he's durable. If you go back and check his track record, it's 15, 16 games every single season, 100 targets last season. Um, they got a new center in uh, Joe Tipman to kind of kind of shore up that. The tackles are going to be a, a, a bit of a concern. The, the Jets don't have the greatest offensive line. I want to say they're like 24th um, is what I, what I was looking at earlier. Um, but he will be the number one option on this depth chart, and they do have some chemistry. They played together before. Um, three of the receivers that was that was on this uh, Jets uh, receiving group last year also lost. Uh, they they also lost those guys. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of uh, you know kind of feeling around, and you know I mean you take it for yourself if you if you're you know a, a new player in a new system or you're just a new person in the new system, and you see somebody that you know. You're, you're like, oh, I already got that pre, you know, that pre-existing relationship, and it's easier to kind of work with those guys, especially when you're thrown into a new system like the, and you're having to learn so much as a quarterback. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been around for for forever, but you know, it still can be a little little taxing. So I like all of those points, and um, he he also went over his number last year, 778 receiving yards on, like I said, 100 targets last season. Season, so uh, give me Alan Lazard over his 575 and a half. Uh, receiving yards minus 115 on seasons you know okay so my cue the music because we have officially our first disagreement for this season so i took the under on lazard for this upcoming season at 675 and a half right um and again maybe uh, rod can be the tiebreaker here but i think for me the, you, you mentioned the 788 last season for um lazard with the green bay packers and why was that because Devontae adams was in there last year right that's a minimum at least 1,300 yards that had to go around to other wide receivers, whether it was Lazard, uh, whether it was Romeo Dobbs, whether it was Christian Watson. That's a lot of yards, especially a guy like Devontae Adams. We've seen what he did with uh, Aaron Rodgers for so many years. Um, but now on the Jets, yeah, he's like you mentioned, the depth chart. He's second on uh, the depth chart behind Garrett Wilson, uh, who had a phenomenal rookie season last year. But also you kind of look at the roster. Right? There are some other pieces. I'm not sure how effective they're going to be. Right, They're kind of still waiting for Corey Davis to come around. Maybe this is his year. Miko Hardman, they also signed. I don't think he's going to have a big year either. Um, you still have Tyler Conklin, uh, or Conklin on the uh, tight end depth chart. And you have a lot of uh, running backs that can also be pass-catching running backs, and we've seen what you know Aaron Rodgers was able to do uh, with guys like you know Aaron Jones uh, when he was with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Again, I, I feel like in 
And you talk about his durability in the five seasons that he's played in the NFL. He's played one season um, in all 16 games. And I think that was what last year, the season prior, but last two seasons, he's missed at least two games. And again, don't want to, you know, uh, wish injury on anyone, but I I just kind of go back to the point again, you're, I think there are going to be some growing pains with this offense this upcoming season. I know Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers have a long history together when they were in green Bay. Um, but I just feel like there may be some growing pains coming into the season. And we know when things aren't going right for Aaron Rodgers, that he kind of like, he, he gets a little bit fussy and any, any, you know, he kind of like shuts the door on some of these players, which maybe goes into your point then um, uh, Chris, that he'll probably just go to his reliable receivers like Alan Lazard as well. But Hey, maybe we meet in the middle here. He gets to 600. You cash your bet. I cash my bet. But I actually took the under. I think that, you know, them being on hard knocks as well, I'm not saying it's going to be discretion. That's a great point on this on this handicap here. But, um, yeah, I think, again, going against these the schedule of past defenses, the the amount of options that Aaron Rodgers does have and just maybe a little bit of durability concerns led me to the under on his 675 and a half. So we're hoping that it lands somewhere in between 575 and a half and 675 and a half here, Rod. Hey, and listen, if, if I could be the one that can be impartial in this one, yes, that's exactly what I hope to happen. <laughs> I hope it goes under for Moon up. But listen, because here's the thing, right? Garrett Wilson, you talked about, he went over 1,100 yards last year. Fantastic rookie season. Behind him, though, was Tyler Conklin at 552. So, yeah. I mean, there is a path for Lazard to get there uh, to, to Chris's over. But I don't know, again, like he, his ceiling may be 600 yards. And so that hits Munaf's under. So, like I said, both can be true in this instance, so we'll, we'll go with both of you guys. All right, so that is our last round of player props. Uh, one order of business left. Let's get into our best bets uh, for this AFC East division. Rod, you want to lead us off? I'm going to go with Dawson Knox over four and a half touchdowns. Like I said, it's just that number is so low given that he's done this over the last couple of seasons already. And that team's not gotten any worse. That's the thing. If this team had gotten worse, if this team had maybe lost Josh Allen or maybe brought in another gigantic name receiver, then I might be a little scared. But Dawson Knox has established himself as one of the top tight ends in the league. And Josh Allen is good enough to support that. So uh, give me definitely five touchdowns for Dawson Knox, especially at plus 125. You're investing your money and getting something back at the end and not paying too much juice to try to win something back. I mean, he's been a huge uh, red zone target for sure for the Bills over the last several seasons. Uh, So hopefully that continues this upcoming year. Chris, best bet uh, for the AFC East division, my man. Give me uh, give me Mac Jones. I I like it. I I, I think Rob mentioned something as well. you got to be able to sling that thing across the field. The the, the Patriots are um, it won eight games at le- eight games last year. Over under sitting at six and a half this year. I think it's juiced to the over. So books are probably expecting them to win about seven games. Um, leads to some of the things that we've kind of mentioned. One that they'll probably be playing from behind a lot. So they're going to need to go out there and sling it. And uh, some prima donna fans that had this really good quarterback for a really long time over in New England. So they, they, they're not going to give him too many chances. I can see it being some booze, almost like, you know, they're playing in Philly or they're playing in Boston if, if uh, you know, we, if we're not performing, you know. So give me, give me, uh, give me Mac Jones over 3,025 and a half receiving yards, uh, minus 115 over on Caesars. I love it, my man. Uh, all right, for my best bet, I am going to go with the under on Josh Allen. Um, again, for all the reasons that we did mention, this division, all four teams are top six in um, the most difficult schedule for this upcoming season. Again, 
talked about it, how many of the defenses that are they're playing this season that are our top 10 in pass defense and even in their uh, rush defense. So I think, again, I think the first to 10 wins may get this division. Um, 11 maybe, which is right. I really did like the Bills under 11 and a half on their win total as well. But, um, and it also leads into what, you know, Chris mentioned about the Bills leaning into their running game as well, right? You signed Damian Harris for a reason, you know, James Cook is there as well. Latavius Murray, maybe a third down back or a goal line back. I know you saw Damian Harris in that spot as well. But um, I think that there may be some struggles, um, you know, blowouts. Like Rod mentioned, that was a great point as well. You know, if you're up by three touchdowns with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, just Josh Allen really need to be out there. He's not going to be throwing the football. It's going to be a lot of handoffs as well. So uh, I'll go with the under 4,350 and a half passing yards for Josh Allen. As my best bet for this upcoming season for this AFC East division. And gentlemen, that is two divisions down, eight to go. Uh, Rod, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, my man? No, sir. Just uh, I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on. I've got an AFC East uh, betting preview coming out here shortly on the website. So keep an eye open for that. You may see a disagreement with one of Chris's props on there, too. So hit that article up. You might want to. Might want to check it out. But yeah, check me out on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, F1 Gambling Podcast. We're doing IndyCar this week, so uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Chris, anything else, my man? Nah, nah, nothing else, you know. Uh, just enjoyed doing the show, man. Looking forward to the rest of the previews with you guys, for sure. Uh, catch me on X as well, I guess I should say now. Uh, at Crispy Captain, two Ps, two Ns. Uh, just gearing up for football, like you said, you know, about to start looking into uh, some NBA stuff, doing some previews for gathering some information for some previews later at there and uh doing some WNBA stuff so yeah just you know always busy you guys are too proper i'm not calling it x um i will <laughs> die on the twitter i will die on the twitter land our tr- twitter hill um yeah i mean look i we talk about disagreements before we wrap it up here i think that's what makes podcasting great you have to have disagreements because it gets a little bit dry we're just all agreeing about hey yeah you know this that and the other but um yeah Glad to be here with you boys. Like I mentioned, two divisions down, six to go. We'll be back next week for our next division uh, preview for our season-long player props. If you want to support the network, sign up for the Patreon. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Do us a favor. All of our content is free. All of our pods, all of our picks that we give out, everything is free. Just do us a favor. Support the network. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash sign up for the Patreon. Maybe make one less parlay bet a month and just help out the network. That would be a greatly appreciated for us. Uh, make sure to follow Rod uh, on Twitter uh, on <laughs> Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Follow me at SportsNerd824. And like Chris said, follow him at CrispyCappin with two P's and two N's. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.